This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast. My name is Dennis McKee Jr. Today is Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. It is just after 11 o'clock in the morning here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. Uh, we are in the midst of Holy Week. We're getting ready to celebrate uh, Holy Thursday tomorrow and then Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday, the resurrection of our Lord. So a, an incredibly special and blessed Holy Week we're in the midst of. And the very first question I, I would like to pose to you is this. Have you ever seen The Passion of the Christ by Mel Gibson? The Passion of the Christ by Mel Gibson. It was uh, it, it came out in 2004. I still, I still remember vividly when it, when it came out. I was actually on a retreat when it did come out. Uh, I guess it was probably February of that year. It was probably the very, very beginning of Lent. But I still remember when it did come out. So, uh, question, have you seen the movie? Most folks, most most Christians, most Catholics have seen it. A lot of, most, a lot, a lot of people did see the movie, right? My next question is this. In the beginning of the movie, right before it shows Jesus in the agony in the garden, there's a scriptural verse that that flashes on the screen. My question to you is, do you recall what that verse is? It's only on the screen for a brief moment. The verse is from the book of Isaiah, which is the prophet Isaiah. The book is written 700 years before the birth of Christ. The majority of the book of Isaiah is prophetic in the sense of the predicting the birth of Christ, right? The birth of the Savior on, on the way. And within the book of Isaiah, the prophetic words are written, By his wounds we are healed. By his wounds we are healed. That's what flashes in the beginning of the screen. Now, St. Peter, years later, uh, in his book, in the first book of St. Peter, he rewrites those same words. By his wounds, we are healed. We all want healing, right? So we're, we're finding out exactly how to receive that healing is through the wounds of Jesus Christ. So in the midst of Holy Week, there are many opportunities to meditate on the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I really want, I'm, I'm really trying to make sure I'm in the habit, and I, and I hope for your own benefit, you're in the habit of asking yourself the question, whenever something comes out, whenever something uh, is, is, comes up in conversation or, or, or whatever, ask yourself the following question. It will do you a lot of good. It's doing me a lot of good. What did Jesus say about this? What did Jesus say about this? For example, tomorrow night is Holy Thursday. We is a strong remembrance on the, on the Last Supper, right? And, and entering into the Lord's Passion uh, in a specific way, the agony in the garden. And then, of course, Good Friday, we celebrate the, entire, the entirety of the Passion. And so my question to you is this. What did Jesus say about meditating upon his sacred Passion? Did our Lord address that? Well, we don't have to speculate. We don't have to guess. What I want to do is I want to recall in the Diary of Divine Mercy right now what Jesus said about meditating upon his sacred passion because our Lord addresses it many, many times. But I'm going to focus on just a few of the diary entries. Now, if, uh, if you've listened to this message before, you've heard me speak of the Diary of Divine Mercy often. Uh, it's, it's really gaining a lot of momentum. 
the new book coming out by uh, Drew Mariani from Relevant Radio, entitled Divine Mercy, which is telling the stories of the miraculous healings and blessings that have occurred through the chapel of the Divine Mercy and the Divine Mercy Devotion. A uh, new book just came out by uh, Father Chris from the Marians of the Immaculate Conception entitled Understanding Divine Mercy. So there's there's definitely, when, when I first got into this message, it was February 2012. And a lot has changed in the last now nine years uh, since I myself have been practicing this devotion where it's becoming more mainstream, more well-known. And that is a blessing because it, everybody needs to know it. So many times I'll talk to somebody about this message and they say to me, well, you know, why weren't we taught this in school? And depending upon uh, when we grew up, well, it was fully approved in 1979. But the divine, the Feast of Divine Mercy wasn't extended into, until 2000, which we're going to celebrate not this Sunday, but the following Sunday after Easter. And I'll get into that next week. But the point I'm making is because I, I don't really have a good reason except that it's relatively new. And now is the time. If you haven't started to spread this devotion or begin this devotion, now is the time. You have to start. It's life-changing. So what did Jesus say about meditating on his sacred passion? Here's what Jesus said to St. Faustina. By the way, these apparitions from 1925, some people say it's seven years. It's actually, if you really read the diary, you find out the beginning of the apparitions begin in 1925. It's actually more of a 13-year span. Uh, I'll admit that, 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 that the real peak begins at uh, 1931 to 1938, but it really does begin in 1925, if you read the diary carefully, that's when Jesus, I believe it is, appears to St. Faustina uh, at the dance um, as he's crucified. So with that all being said, these divine mercy apparitions were fully approved, fully approved by the church, fully embraced uh, for full promotion by then Pope John Paul II, now St. John Paul II. Here's what Jesus said about meditating on his passion. And our Lord said this, this would have been January or February of 1935. Jesus said, there's more merit to one hour of meditation on my sorrowful passion than there is to a whole year of flagellation that draws blood. The contemplation of my painful wounds is of great profit to you. And it brings me great joy. Amen. Let me stop right there for just a second. So, folks, if you're listening to this message, and most of us, what we do is we 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 ultimately we I shouldn't say ultimately we our first instinct many times if we're really trying to follow Jesus is we think, you know, we think sacrifice. Many times we think, uh, why well, I should do this? I, you know, I, this is the right thing to do. I I should. Uh, whatever it is, you know, sacrifice the time, sacrifice the money, whatever, sacrifice treasure, talent. And many times that is a good and wholesome thing. But here's the key. It has to be in accordance with God's holy will. God's holy will must take the priority. In other words, we have to be in constant communication with Jesus because sometimes, as Jesus states in this diary, sacrifice may not be. That sacrifice that you're, you're, you, you think you're being asked to do may not be what God's asking you to do. But that's another conversation for another time. What I really want to focus on is think about a weighted scale right now. I want you to envision a weighted scale. Okay. Jesus is saying, there's more merit to one hour of meditating on a sorrowful passion than to a whole year 
of sacrifice that draws blood. So put it on a weighted scale. One year, one hour of meditation on the sorrowful passion has more value to Jesus, more value to us, more value to our lives than a whole year of sacrifice does. In another part of this diary, Jesus t- talks about how we are given the option, effectively, to walk through the door of mercy or the door of justice. I don't know about you. I can't state for you personally, but I'm always given the choice. I'm going to choose the door of mercy, right? And that's what this is saying. Jesus is saying, meditate on his passion. That is the source of mercy. What else does Jesus say about his passion? Our Lord specifically addresses it here. This is page 430 of the diary. I should give the diary entry because I think some of the page numbers might be different depending upon uh, whether it's the which edition of the diary. But it's it's the diary entry 1184. 1184. Jesus says in the in the in the final sentence here. He says, "My meditation on my passion will help you rise above all things." Meditation on my passion will help you rise above all things. See, here's the thing. Everybody's going through something different. And I and this is just something that I, I, I feel through prayer and through some, some experience and through uh, the reading of the diary and reading of scripture and teachings of the church. I tend to think that this week specifically, this week specifically, temptations are turned up. The temptations are turned up. I, I think this is, it's meant to be a week of, of challenge. Um, it's also meant to be a very blessed and holy week, but it's going to be a challenging week. Lent is by definition a challenging season, and this is really the climatic part of that. So if you right now are under some type of trial or some type of tribulation, one, you're definitely not alone. That's by design. And two, great news. I have the solution for you. Meditation on the sorrowful passion of Jesus Christ will help you rise above whatever it is you have going on. My advice to you is this. Rather than focus on the trial or the tribulation, pray and meditate on the Lord's passion. And just and, and rather than try to handle the trial, pers- like, don't get me there. Yeah, of course you have to handle the trial in some way, shape or form, to some extent, depending upon what the trial is. But my advice right now is, if you meditate on the Lord's passion, that trial will many times disintegrate. It's certainly going to become less. Why? Because Jesus promised that. He said meditating on his passion will help you rise above all things. That means the trial you're, you're, you're undergoing, presuming you are undergoing one, or, or you will undergo one in the future. Why? Because you're human. That's part of the game. It's part of the reality. What else did Jesus say about his meditating on his passion? This is diary entry 737. And then I'm going to get into something else here. Uh, I'm going to shift gears in just a moment. All about the meditation on the sorrowful passion of Jesus. But here's what here's else. This is what else what Jesus said about meditating on his passion. Matter of fact, let me read what same. I'm going to read the entire entry from 737 because this will give you the visual. Actually, I'm going to read 736 and 737. These are the words of St. Faustina. This evening... I saw the Lord Jesus just as he was during his passion. His eyes were raised up to his father and he was praying for us. 
Although I was ill, I made up my mind to make a holy hour today as usual. During that hour, I saw the Lord Jesus being scourged at the pillar. In the midst of this frightful torture, Jesus was praying. After a while, he said to me, There are few souls who contemplate my passion with true feeling. I give great graces to souls who meditate devoutly on my passion. Amen. Meditating devoutly on the Lord's passion, contemplating his wounds, it gives Jesus great joy. And guess what else? As it states in Scripture, as it states in this diary, we receive healing by his wounds. We are healed. See, I've, I've always said, you know, if someone's walking around and they have a, a broken foot or a broken arm, everybody says, oh, you know, what happened? I'm so sorry. Uh, what, what can I do? for? And these are good things. Do not misunderstand. These are good things. Somebody has something physical going on and, and everybody sees it and they receive that, that uh, passion, that compassion, that treatment, right? But here's what we don't see. See, we can't see someone's soul. But there are so many people walking around right now in the midst of you and me that are the I call them the walking wounded. They're walking around. Their souls are literally, they're bleeding. They've been ripped to shreds. The wounds of life. Their enemies' torments. But no one consoles that person because we don't know. And then some, they do something or they act up or maybe they have an addiction or worst case scenario, take their own life. And we wonder to ourselves, wow, you know, what happened? How come I didn't see it? Well, we don't see their wounds, right? So all we can do is constantly lead people to Jesus and let Jesus heal their wounds. Our, as it's stated in that movie, as it states in Scripture, in the book of Isaiah, in the book of First Peter, by his wounds we are healed. Lead people specifically to Jesus, to the passion of Jesus, and that person will experience healing. Blessings, mercy, good and wonderful things. So let me shift right now into as we are in the Wednesday of Holy Week and Good Friday begins It's in 48 hours, depending upon when you're listening to this message. Good Friday is coming right, right, right around the corner. What did Jesus say about Good Friday? This is what I want to focus on right now. In the diary of our mercy, Jesus actually requested. He requested that a feast of mercy, what we now call Divine Mercy Sunday, will be celebrated the Sunday after Easter. He said the divine floodgates would all be open. All kinds of blessings being poured forth. But what did Jesus say about Good Friday? Jesus is requesting. He's requested that we make a novena, a nine-day novena to the Divine Mercy, beginning on Good Friday. If you're hearing this message, I kindly and compassionately challenge you, invite you to begin this novena on Good Friday. It's the novena to the divine mercy. Why? Because Jesus said to, right? Listen to what Jesus said. This is on, this is a diary notation. This looks like diary notation 1209 and the diary of divine mercy. It begins, Jesus, I trust in you. Then it reads, novena to the divine mercy. St. Faustina writes, which Jesus instructed me to write down and make before the Feast of Mercy, it begins on Good Friday. And then here's what Jesus said about this novena, this powerful, powerful novena to the Divine Mercy, which begins on Good Friday. And of course, that's the first day. 
So it actually, I believe, let me make sure, so nine days, uh, that would be, we begin it on Good Friday. And we actually, it completes the day before Divine Mercy Sunday. That's how the novena is scheduled. And then, of course, uh, hopefully you, you, you say the chapel again on Divine Mercy Sunday because of... That's the that is the core prayer given in the on the core feast that is that is at the at the core of this devotion, the diary of divine mercy, the divine mercy devotion. So here's what Jesus said about Good Friday and the novena to the divine mercy. Jesus said, I desire that during these nine days you bring souls to the fountain of my mercy. That they may draw therefrom strength and refreshment. And whatever grace they need in the hardships of life, and especially at the hour of death, on each day, you will bring to my heart a different group of souls, and you will immerse them in this ocean of my mercy. And I will bring all these souls into the house of my Father. You will do this in this life and in the next. I will deny nothing to any soul whom you will bring to the fount of my mercy. On each day, you will beg my Father on the strength of my bitter passion for graces for these souls. Amen. That's what Jesus said about Good Friday. Remember, we're getting in the habit of asking, what did Jesus say about meditating on his passion? What did Jesus say about Good Friday? What did Jesus say about the diary, about about the divine mercy, about the fount of mercy? Jesus said, and I quote, I will deny nothing to any soul. I will deny nothing to any soul whom you will bring to the fount of my mercy. Contemplate that for a moment. Contemplate that that for a moment. In this diary, we find out additionally that God's will is the priority. Now that request, whatever request you have, it is going to have to be in accordance with God's holy will. But here's the thing. Be excited because God's holy will is love and mercy itself. And Whatever request or whatever many requests you, you're bringing, this is what we find out. You, and this is what Jesus is saying. Now, you may get exactly what you're asking. You may get more than what you're asking. Jesus says that too. One other promise Jesus makes in his diary is this. He says, no soul that is called upon my mercy has been disappointed or brought to shame. I'm going to say that again. No soul... Jesus says, no soul that has called upon my mercy has been disappointed or brought to shame. Amen. See, so no matter what you're going for, no matter what it is, you're not going to be disappointed. In other words, you're going to rejoice. So be excited. This is going to be a great, if you've, no matter, if you've never said it before, it's going to be a life-changing week. If you said it before, you're going to be so happy and rejoicing. You're going to feel that, that refreshment that our Lord is talking about. Now, I just want to read very quickly, real quickly, what are the nine days? What are the nine days? Why? Because I want, I want, I want you to hear what's important to Jesus, right? This is his nine-day novena to the divine mercy, his greatest attribute. 
He actually says, Jesus says in his diary, he actually says, I am love and mercy itself. So he is actually the divine mercy, right? So this is what's most important. First day, words of Jesus. This would be on Good Friday. Jesus says, today bring to me all mankind, especially all sinners. And immerse them in the ocean of my mercy. In this way, you will console me in the bitter grief into which the loss of souls plunges me. Amen. Now, if you're wondering, how do I say this? Just, just search it. Search it online. You could, you could go to the divinemercy.org. It's a great place to get it. Uh, because there's additional prayers. What you do is uh, there is an introductory prayer, which I'm not going to read right here, that's in this diary. Then you say the chaplet. That's it. That's the, and of, well, the first thing you do is read exactly what I read right there, which is all going to be, if you search online and you find a, a credible Catholic source, the divinemercy.org, the divinemercy.org is one I would recommend. I believe that's the site that's managed by the, Mar the Marians of the Immaculate Conception, who are out of Stockbridge, Massachusetts, who, of course, are the official promoters of the Divine Mercy message. That's who, when if you watch EWTN at three o'clock, that's the uh, that's where they're 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 praying the chaplet, uh, Divine Mercy Sunday on EWTN is that's where it takes place. So that would be a great place to go to find exactly how to say it. But what you do is you lead him with well the sign of the cross, and then you say exactly the prayer I said right there, and there's an additional prayer, and then you say the chaplet. That's it. That's the logistics. That's how to say this novena. But right now I want, I'm going to move right into that second day. This is the second day. And remember what you're learning about what Jesus is saying, right? You're, we're learning secondarily through this what, what is important to Jesus. Second, second day, Jesus says, Today bring to me the souls of priests and religious and immerse them in my unfathomable mercy. It was they who gave me the strength to endure my bitter passion. Through them is through channels. My mercy flows out upon mankind. Third day, Jesus said, Today bring to me all devout and faithful souls and immerse them in the ocean of my mercy. These souls brought me consolation on the way of the cross. They were that drop of consolation in the midst of an ocean of bitterness. Fourth day. So remember, just, just remember, so first day is Good Friday, second day is Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday is the third day, Easter Monday is the fourth day. So that's where we would be right now. This is if you're wondering how exactly this is. I just want to make sure you have the logistics uh, planned out. So the fourth day, Jesus says, Today bring to me the pagans and those who do not yet know me. I was thinking of them during my bitter passion and their future zeal comforted my heart. Immerse them in the ocean of my mercy. Fifth day, today bring to me the souls of heretics and schismatics and immerse them in the ocean of my mercy. During my bitter passion, they tore up my body and heart. That is my church. As they return to unity with the church, my wounds heal and in this way they alleviate my passion. Sixth day, today, Bring to me the meek and humble souls and the souls of little children and immerse them in my mercy. 
These souls most closely resemble my heart. They strengthen me during my bitter agony. I saw them as earthly angels who would keep vigil at my altars. I pour out upon them whole torrents of grace. Only the humble soul is able to receive my grace. I favor humble souls with my confidence. Seventh day. Today bring to me the souls who are special. Seventh day. Today bring to me the souls who especially venerate and glorify my mercy and immerse them in my mercy. These souls sorrowed most over my passion and entered most deeply into my spirit. They are living images of my compassionate heart. These souls will shine with a special brightness in the next life. Not one of them will go into the fire of hell. I shall particularly defend each one of them at the hour of death. Eighth day. Today, bring to me the souls who are in the prison of purgatory and immerse them in the abyss of my mercy. Let the torrents of my blood cool down their scorching flames. All these souls are greatly loved by me. They are making retribution to my justice. It is in your power to bring them relief. Draw the indulgences from the treasury of my church and offer them on their behalf. Oh, if you only knew the torments they suffer, you would continually offer for them the alms of the Spirit and pay off their debt to my justice. Ninth day. Today, bring to me souls who become lukewarm and immerse them in the abyss of my mercy. These souls wound my heart most painfully. My soul suffered the most dreadful loathing in the Garden of Olives because of lukewarm souls. They were the reason I cried out, Father, take this cup away from me, if it be your will. For them, the last hope of salvation is to flee to my mercy. Amen. You know, the reason I wanted to read these nine days is because so many questions theologically, so many questions to how Jesus thinks and how he feels and what is important to Jesus are all answered. I'm not going to go through each one. You heard it from Jesus directly. I'm going to close with this. Let's embrace this holy week and let's embrace the novena to the divine mercy, which begins on Good Friday. The nine-day novena to the, to the divine mercy, which begins on Good Friday, which Jesus himself instructed. Let us embrace these opportunities. Rise above all things, receive the mercy and the blessings and the graces of Jesus Christ. 
as we meditate on the sacred passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast.